So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I am your host, Ben Hartley. Thank you so much for being here. Look, we make this podcast to help you grow, to help you grow your business, to help you grow as a human, to help you grow as a husband, a wife, a father, a mother. Like, look, we just want you to grow. That's the point of this podcast. On the last episode, I gave a quick little plug here about uh, our YouTube channel. Go check it out at YouTube, Six Figure Photography. Uh, the vlog in particular, you guys, we just dropped a brand new episode of the blog of the vlog, Ben Hartley IRL, where we bring you behind the scenes, like straight behind the scenes of what we're doing here with our full-time wedding photography studio style and story, as well as what's going on behind the scenes, uh, just helping other photographers grow mentoring sessions, uh, live videos, um, education, the podcast really kind of getting you guys inside my head. And it's been awesome. I really appreciate all the comments that I've seen come through, all the DMs that I've gotten on Insta. And so I just want to invite you guys, please, if you haven't yet, go check out YouTube, uh, Six Figure Photography on YouTube, and then go to the playlist and check out the the vlog, uh, Ben Hartley IRL. Let me know what you think. I'm going to read every last comment, and I'm going to let you guys know how grateful I am for doing so. And if you could, subscribe, ring the little bell, that alone, poof. That'll make my year. You guys, uh, today's episode is kind of a fun one, by the way, here. Let's talk about today's episode because we have kind of like an industry, like a photography industry, like staple with us today. We've got Paul Friedman from Lens uh, Lens Pro To Go. Paul's a photographer, but he's also the founder of Lens Pro To Go. Uh, if you don't know, Lens Pro To Go, they rent out uh, cameras, lenses, photo and video gear to professional and, and amateur photographers, videographers, and filmmakers. Um, but uh, we've Talk about some really cool things here. Hey, we kind of talk a little bit of, of shop, if you will, like camera shop of like, what is it like to run a, a camera lens, uh, a gear, essentially like rental place. Like imagine photographers, imagine close your eyes, not if you're driving, not if you're walking, but close your eyes and imagine what it would be like to have every single camera system and lens right there in just a massive, uh, like locker for you to pick from. It, it'd just be insane. You guys, one of the cool things that we're going to talk about is a new program that Paul has put together called equip. And it's really designed to help, uh, uh, creatives create like uh, this is it to help creatives 
to create, especially it's like for sponsorship, um, for organizations, for nonprofits uh, that don't have the funds to rent what they need, but to, to produce the content that they need to grow. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. You guys, without further ado, let's hop in and talk to Paul. Paul Friedman, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing real good. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing so good. Look, I've got my second 24-ounce to-go cup of coffee uh, in my hand, and so I'm feeling pretty jacked right now. Uh, and it's a little bit. It's cold. It's snowy. I'm not digging this. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm I'm nice and content right now. Good. Sounds like you'll need a bathroom break so soon. <laughs> yes. We're going to go through this uh, this um, interview really quickly. It's funny. My, um, so uh, we're here in the in the Stouncer Creative Office in Columbus, Ohio. And so I work here every day with Ben Adams, Stephen Lowe, and, and Ben opened up the door to the studio here and popped his head in. And I have this, um, like all the lights are off right now, right? I'm setting the mood for you, Paul. Nice. All the lights are off and there's just this one nice, like, uh, uh, continuous tungsten 32 temperature hair light that's on me right now. And Ben walked in and he's like, why do you have like a hair light on right now? And it's just, cause it's just, it just makes me feel warm. That's it. It's like this <laughs> nice warm glow over my shoulder and on a, on a winter uh, Ohio day, you need that, right? There you go. You need something. You need to make <laughs> Paul, where are you at? Where are you, uh, where are you out of? Uh, we're outside of uh, Boston in uh, beautiful, historic uh, Concord, Massachusetts. Concord, Massachusetts. I love it. Do you, is that a conversation starter, uh, the name of your town there? Uh, it can be. I mean, some people, you know, certainly history, American history buffs would be familiar with the, this area because this is like the, the cradle of the American Revolution. So uh, anyone who's into U.S. Uh, revolutionary uh, history would, would would be familiar with it. And it's a, it's a good place to be. It's a nice area. Fantastic. Well, this is not that podcast. So <laughs> all you American history uh, folks uh, will have to um, find Paul in another one. Paul, I'm so excited to talk a, a little bit more about um, – about renting equipment, and this is uh, there. There's just something that I I find myself always talking to other photographers about um, who are getting started. And so, as we're talking about getting started, let's kind of hear. So, you know, you are uh, your lens pro to go, right? Sorry. Tell us this whole journey of of how you got into this world. Oh, it's uh, it, it, it's certainly quite a journey, and, and not one that went the way I expected or or had anticipated in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, just just a, a quick rundown of, of where I come from. I uh, when I started Lens Pro to Go, I was in my this is eleven years ago. I was in my mid thirties at the time. Uh, I had been in the corporate world for all of my career doing various, you know, analytical types of jobs like pricing analysis and sales analysis and stuff like that for companies, both big and small companies, both good and not so good companies. Um, but I learned a lot. Uh, I certainly learned a lot about how companies treat their people, how, how companies treat their uh, customers, you know, certainly both good and bad. Um, and I, I gained a lot of great experience. But uh, when the digital rebel, the original Canon digital rebel came out in 2003, I got really excited. I, I didn't know anything about photography, although I was sort of dabbling in it a little bit, but truly I didn't know anything. And uh, I bought one in, in 2003 and started shooting and learning and shot 
tons and tons of horrible, horrible images because I, I really didn't know anything. And I learned a lot and I read as much as I could and I got better and better and, you know, really had a passion for it. And, um, you know, eventually I started shooting uh, events and weddings and portraits and stuff like that. So I started building up my photography business around 2005, 2006. And then in the summer of 2006, this, um, you know, idea for Lens Pro to Go came about, about renting gear online. I thought, wow, that's, that sounds really interesting. And, and I, you know, really just, you know, long story short, I just dove in head first and uh, had a website built, which was, uh, you know, even for the time, it was a really mediocre website, uh, but it worked. And uh, I bought uh, gear, it, you know, started off with just uh, Canon gear and really just Canon lenses at the time. And, um, and just started getting the word out about Lens Pro to go. And, and we've been growing ever since. That's kind of like, I've always thought about this, like what, uh, you know, I, I think about these rental shops, I, you know, even the, there's a couple of local, like big, um, video, uh, production companies here in Columbus. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, you know, when I've gone to them for, you know, whether it be like a huge crane or something, you know, and, um, and then I go over the studio, I see this warehouse of just like everything. I think about that with you guys, let's where to go. And, uh, like the, the buildup of like all this stuff. Yeah. I look at it. I was like, what was this like? I mean, I bet for, I think there's this idea, you know, as photographers, we, we, we crave that next thing, the next lens, the next mm-hmm. piece of equipment are, do you still get that way? Like when you get something new in the shop that you're excited about, or at this point, is it all just like fear and dread? <laughs> and you're like, Oh my gosh, there's another thing I've got to like manage. Where are you at on that spectrum? Uh, yeah, fear, uh, fear has gone away. You know, there's no, there's really no fear anymore. I mean, we're, there's always new gear coming in. Um, there are some things that I, you know, some pieces of gear that I do get excited about. Um, although, you know, I, I wish that was a little bit more frequent than, than it is. Um, you know, I certainly remember the early days when we would get n- new and interesting pieces of gear and I'd be really excited about it, you know, that, that has waned for sure, you know, and in, in all honesty, that has waned, but sometimes it does happen and it's fun and exciting. And I, I certainly still love to shoot. So I love shooting with new and interesting gear, uh, when it comes out. Um, but yeah, we have, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, you know, getting more and more gear and more expensive gear and, and, you know, some, you know, wide, wide diversity of gear. You know, it happens, it it certainly happened fast, but it doesn't happen overnight. It happens a little gradually and, you know, we take it one step at a time. Sure. So I bet then with, with your industry, do you find yourself working with, I mean, what's your demographic? Is it mostly photographers who are starting out? Are you working? I mean, tell me kind of a little bit more about like the range of, of, of clients that you serve, who are you helping um, to, yeah. to book more weddings, to get more gigs, to have the equipment that they need that maybe they, whether they can't afford it or they just choose not to. I mean, candidly, man, I've been running um, extra Fuji X-T2s yeah. um, all season. I, they're only $1,500, but I, man, I already have six like for our whole crew here. Oh. And every now and then we need an extra one for a second shooter or something or a backup one. And so I just rent the backups, you know? And so there's also people who I think 
maybe they, they could afford it, but they're renting because it's maybe just smarter. It's capital. It's, it's a cash flow thing. Tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. I'm just fascinated with it. Yeah, sure. Well, well you've got like five different questions in there, so I'll try to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, certainly, I'd say over time, uh, we've, we've, you know, and time being 11 years that we've been doing this, um, our, our customers uh, as a whole have have skewed more and more on the professional side as time has gone on. I, I, I don't have any really hard data to back that up, but I think in the, in the early part, we certainly catered to pro photographers, but I think it was a lower percentage, you know, say 10 years ago than it is now. Um, I think in, in part there was, there was a bit of a, a stigma at the, at the time for pro photographers that, you know, that, you know, you weren't supposed to rent gear, like you're supposed to have everything that you, that you need. And, and, you know, when in reality, as, as you well know, running a whole team of photographers, that's, that's literally impossible and, and literally not smart to do um, because you just, you can't own everything that you uh, need because the jobs vary uh, from you know the the gear that you really need for one job to the next. It just doesn't make sense to own everything. So you know over time, you know certainly we cater to a lot of amateur photographers and we're happy to. But um, but by and large, a lot of our customers are pro. And and of course, over the last uh, ten years or so, you know certainly eight years. We've, we've been very heavy on the filmmaking side of things too, on the video side. And that side is, you know, definitely skewing uh, towards uh, pro and, and independent filmmakers. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And now you're even getting into some stuff though. You've got a new program uh, equipped that's, that's, helping creatives create to, well, I look, I don't even, I, I think I get it, but I maybe yeah. want you to explain it. So this is to help actually, Paul, can we try this? Sometimes I like to explain things to see if I understand it. And then you school me on all the things I got wrong. Nope. So <laughs> this is to help individuals or organizations that, uh, that maybe have an idea in mind, they have a project that they want to create, um, that maybe they can't afford the equipment, they can't afford the resources to actually go and create that project. This is a program that allows them to get that stuff, it, uh, to rent that out to them. And in a, yeah, how far off am I? <laughs> help me out, Paul, help me out. I'm reaching, I'm reaching. No, you're good. You're, you're on the right track. That's, that's definitely the, the, the gist of it. Um, you know, we really started Equip because, you know, really ever since our inception uh, and, and getting more and more over, over time, we receive requests from uh, both people who are our customers and, and people who are not yet our customers requesting assistance, you know, and sometimes they're requesting lots of free gear. Sometimes they're requesting uh, money and sponsorship. Sometimes they're just requesting a discount, but we're literally getting bombarded every day with these kinds of requests. And, and finally, I was just like, you know, we, we need to put something in, in place. And, and some of those people, you know, we would help out by and large. We can't because we just, we're not here to give out tons and tons of free gear. If we were, we literally go out of business. That's just not the part of the model, but I wanted to put something in place uh, so that people could say, Hey, you know, we, we'd say to them like, Hey, if you really have a great idea for something that, you know, is, is perhaps underfunded um, you know, if it's something that, seems to be worthwhile, seems to be worth doing with some type of 
um, you know, societal good out of it, like a, a charitable event or, or shedding light on some certain topic that, you know, doesn't normally get kind the kind of funding that perhaps it deserves, then here, you know, we're going to give you this vehicle to apply for a, you know, scholarship, a fund, if you will, um, to say like, you know, here's, here's the project, here's what we have in mind that we want to do, here's how we're going to distribute it and what we're going to do with the final product. And here's the kind of gear that we need and for how long. And so that we can take a look and, and evaluate all of these applications that we receive and say like, okay, hey, we're going to give away $20,000 worth of gear credit over the year. And, you know, we need to um, distribute it, you know, in, in such a way so that we can, you know, help to fund these projects that we uh, also believe in. And and so we've gotten some really interesting uh, applications and it's really, really great. And, and it gives us, you know, the ability to say like, okay, if you're serious, you know, go through these steps and tell us about your project, which of course also, you know, helps to weed out the people who are really serious about their projects versus the people who are, you know, perhaps just looking for some free gear. Um, but then, it, you know, it also gets us involved in all these other projects going on throughout the country that are really, uh, really interesting. Yeah, I totally love that. I mean, I think that this is even something that that came about uh, for myself. Like, I bet it's been really cool for you, Paul, to have you know Lens Pro to go to be helping other photographers, helping other creatives, um, creating uh, something that's been really uh, awesome for you and your team and your family. But then there's that other side of things where like there's other opportunities to be able to give, like to give yeah. more and to be a part of some really amazing projects. Yeah. Uh, what have you, do you have any examples of, of any projects that, um, that have come through that you, uh, that you're excited about, that you're proud of that, um, yeah, that brings some value to your own life. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, we, we've gotten, uh, we certainly receive uh, plenty of requests from, uh, educational facilities. Uh, there was one young man in Chicago who was producing a, a film about uh, race, race and gender in you know for for young people in the in the Chicago public schools, and and so we helped to fund that project. And uh, there's there's others that have more of uh, an environmental uh, view of things in in, in uh, Long Island Bay, and you know some others even around the world because while we don't. Uh, ship outside the U.S. There are plenty of our customers who take our gear all over the world uh, to help shed light on other environmental issues that are out there. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that we enjoy getting behind. And, you know, we're, we're certainly, um, you know, we've been fortunate and, and a successful company. And so we want to be able to give back to, you know, the creatives who, you know, who are already our customers a lot of them. And we just want to give back to help fund these, you know, really interesting prod projects that we believe should, you know, see the light of day that might otherwise not, uh, not get, um, produced without our help. It's awesome. So is there a place, I actually want to put this out there right now to anyone who's listening. If you're listening and you have a project in mind, you've, you're working with a nonprofit, you're working with a charity, there's, there's something that you believe that you have, uh, uh, maybe the the duty to be able to like uh, accomplish and do to make the world like better, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you're trying to figure out how to do it. Like where do, where do people go to actually um, submit proposals? To sure. You? So we do have it on our website. Um, so if you go to lensprotogo.com, 
at the at the bottom of the um, of the the page in the footer, actually, you'll see in the bottom left of the footer there's uh, equip. Um, I can certainly tell you the uh, address there too. I'll get, I'll get it in the show notes too. Okay. I'll make sure it's right down the show notes for everyone. I'll shoot the direct link over to you then. And uh, so, yeah, the, you can see everything about, you know, what we're, what we're trying to accomplish and, and, uh, and the application process, which isn't terribly long, um, but, you know, it gives you some FAQs and whatnot and, and some things that might be helpful to you before, you know, to know before you uh, submit any application. But, you know, it, it does, it does uh, uh, facilitate, you know, being able to view all these requests that we uh, do receive, you know, via email, you know, normally, you know, before equip, it was just all these emails coming through. And now we have this vehicle that, that we can, you know, look at these in a little bit more concise manner. Podcast listeners, I apologize for interrupting the interview, but I just, I have to give a shout out to two big supporters of the industry, two big supporters of the SFP podcast. And so I'm going to be brief here. The first is the Giphy booth. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, it is essentially a photo booth, but it is a modern, fresh, uh, new take on a photo booth. It makes animated GIFs and photographs. Now here's the deal. I'm a working wedding photographer. I am not a photo booth owner. And I want you guys to understand this. This is perfect. If you are a photographer first, out shooting events, uh, portraiture, that type of thing, this booth is amazing because it requires so little work. Like I've, I've had other photo booths. I still own another photo booth, but the Giphy booth is the thing that I love because I just get to set it up in under five minutes. It, it's like a, it's the size of like a laptop bag, essentially. Um, it automates everything once you're done with an event. Uh, it's such an easy upsell. And one of the great things about it is because it takes so little overhead to actually run uh, an event that I essentially get to pass that savings on to my client. And so I can I can charge less for it, do more events and remain so much more stress-free. It also has like built-in marketing tools. You guys just need to check it out. It is called the Giphy Booth. Go check it out at giphy.com, G-I-F, yyy.com three y's g-i-f-y-y-y.com by the way use the coupon code sfp2017 for some dope discounts maybe just mention my name dude you know ben hartley sfp2017 uh is the code uh to go check this thing out i own one and i promise you i'm buying another this year as well next up on my thank you list is freedom edits you guys look the end of the day you can't grow your business if you are doing everything it's just a it's a fact that we all have to face and to have somebody who's doing the bulk editing by the way when i say bulk editing like i get to still you get to still choose to edit the photographs that you want to edit the beautiful portfolio shots the stunning bridal portraits whatever it is that you get excited about please keep editing that but all of the bulk stuff that slowly kills your soul please go check out freedom edits and have them take care of it because they're going to give you consistent results with personal touch this is the thing it's the personal touch like the intentional decisions that that uh, Freedom Edits, by the way, in-house editors, not like outsourced, in-house editors make, I freaking love because they're actually making intentional creative decisions and not just doing these like robotic choices where you get images back and you're like, why did they expose for that? They like, like any normal creative would have understood that there was an off-camera flash 
and and done this right. Freedom Edits will do it right, you guys. I freaking love them. Go check out Freedom Edits. By the way, uh, it's freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. That's where you need to go. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free, you guys. Again, just mention my name, Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free. Like, Do you want to save a couple days this week? Then go do this right now. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. All right, let's get back to the show. Paul, I'd love to to kind of maybe answer some questions that um, I know I've asked myself and I've been, I've wrestled with in the past. Um, and I'm sure there's other photographers out there who are listening who, um, maybe they, they are, they're encountering this right now, or at the very least they will encounter it. Um, and so I'd love to turn this in and now go a different direction to really help, um, help photographers out. Yeah. Uh, this is the question that I've often come across. And even this year I came across at what point do I just buy the damn thing (laughs) or at what point do I, or do I rent? And so I'm sure you've had to answer this a number of times. I'm sure you've kind of seen the various uh, questions come through and you've been, you've been discussing this. And so, you know, for a photographer, maybe let's go this route for a photographer who's in year one of business. At what point does it make sense for somebody to actually go out and, and make the purchase and invest in the equipment? And at what point is it more, um, uh, beneficial or logical, whatever it may be, to to rent equipment, lenses or cameras. Maybe let's just focus in on on lenses and camera bodies because I'm sure there's probably a, a little bit of a different answer for yeah. different gear. So let's go for a photographer year one lenses and camera bodies. Sure. Well, so I I believe that if if you're a professional photographer and you are shooting with you know any any kind of regularity. And it might be just be, you know, a couple of times a month even. You know, every photographer should have uh, a, even a small kit of, of staple gear, um, like a camera and a lens. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's all you have is a camera and a lens. Um, but the rest, you know, a lot of the rest of the gear, and it certainly could expand beyond just that. I'm just saying that's sort of a, a minimum. But the rest of the gear you know, can be, um, rented. So for instance, if you're shooting a wedding and you know, you're, you're, you call us and you're say, Hey, you know, I, I need some help in figuring out what I'm going to need for this wedding. And as we all know, you know, any event or wedding or project or whatever it is that you're working on might require slightly different gear than what you used on your last wedding or project. You know, not all, not all projects or gigs or whatever, are created exactly equally. They might require different kinds of gear. So you've got your staple set of gear and then you rent the other pieces of gear in order to fill in. So, you know, for instance, if you're shooting a wedding, you need to have a backup camera for sure, uh, just in case something goes wrong. So, you know, you never want to show up at a wedding with just one camera because Murphy's Law dictates that, you know, something will go wrong and then you're stuck looking at the bride and groom saying, I don't know what to do. I only have one camera and it broke. Paul, can I tell you a story about that? It's actually a really good story. Go for it. Because this is – because every photographer – um, would love to believe that that won't happen. Right. But I've got a doozy. I have a do. It just happened this like a couple weeks ago. Uh, and so we, we went in with a camera uh-huh. and, uh, we all three of us were shooting. There's three of us here. So we're all shooting. Um, two of us, uh, are out shooting. We've got two cameras, full camera and a backup. And then we have our other shooter who just had his one camera. Okay. Yeah. But 
we've been at this for a little while, Paul, right? We're not, we're not any like facts about it. So we went out and we rented a backup camera for him. Okay. We rented backup camera. Paul, this is insane to me. Uh, midnight night before the wedding, um, doing the little cleanup on gear, uh, testing everything out. And the, uh, the backup camera that we rented fails the Uh, mirror, the, and the mirror lockup or whatever it is, uh, this is broken. Just stops. This is midnight, man, before the wedding. Yeah. And so we're like, ah, okay. Like there's nothing else to do right now. Um, and so he goes to shoot the wedding. I kid you not, man, his main camera yeah. in the morning, same situation ends up happening. A little bit different situation had to do with the, uh, the sensor instead of the mirror, but fails. And so here we are, dude, two cameras, the backup and the actual like main camera failed. Your heart. Uh, Yes, heart drops. And so thank goodness, my man, thank goodness. Uh, I was shooting a wedding with my backup equipment and I was literally only five minutes away from him. We both happened to be, and that's rare in Columbus to be five minutes away. Everything is usually 30 minutes. Yeah. My second shooter over there, but it was one of those situations where we were like, of all the things, right? And mind you, never have we ever out of all the years had anything fail let alone two on one day for the same photographer. Yeah, uh, fortunately it happens, right? It, obviously, you rented it from someone other than us, though. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> we have a local shop here in town, so we do. I also try to support local as well. Yeah. Uh, so we have a local shop here, uh, the Midwest Photo Exchange, that we ended up writing it from. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, I, unfortunately, that stuff happens. I mean, usually, of course, doesn't happen in twos like that. Um, but, it, you know, it, it, it can happen even with the most cared for gear. Something uh, something can go wrong. Um, but, yeah, it's a it's a horrible feeling when that happens. I've certainly heard plenty of stories of that. And, you know, and you call your, you know, photographer friend. It was like an emergency, like, come on over, please bring me whatever gear you've got. You <laughs> yes, know, it, it does happen. Um, but, you know, trying to trying to get back to like, you know, when do you when do you buy gear and when do you just rent gear? I mean, if you find yourself, you know, say renting a piece of gear uh, you know, all the time that, that you, you know, really feel like you can't live without anymore that you're, you know, truly using at most of your events, then yeah, by all means, uh, buy it. Um, you know, and I would say that a little bit quicker about, you know, you talk about different kinds of gear. Um, you know, I would certainly say that, uh, more quickly about a lens versus a camera because a camera's value is going to drop, a whole lot faster than, than a lens will. So, you know, you, I would say if you're going to invest somewhere, invest more on the lens side than on the camera side, because in a couple of years, you know, cameras do wear out, of course, especially if you're shooting a lot and, and certainly the state of the art of, of cameras, while, you know, that, that growth isn't quite as rapid as it used to be, you know, they do, you know, they're no longer state of the art perhaps in three, four years or whatever it may be. So, you know, it, it does vary a little, but um, I'd say have a have a staple um, uh, pack of, of of gear, even if it's a small amount, and and just rent whatever else that you need to rent for that particular job. Yeah, I totally agree. Having uh, being first to invest in, in lenses, having a camera body that's your staple. You know, you've got your one, and then your go to maybe set of primes, two, three, whatever it may be. Yeah. And then to be running backup uh, um, cameras, I think makes a lot of sense. It really does. Just like, man, especially the industry, I feel like is, and maybe because I'm paying more attention to um, companies who are quicker now, uh, can, um, Sony and mm-hmm. Fuji, 
uh, I mean, the amount of the, the, the turnover when a new body comes out yeah. is becoming so rapid yeah. that it's hard to see the, like, if it's just a backup, it's hard to see like, man, I'm going to drop another three or four into this thing. When I know in fourth quarter or third quarter, there's going to be another one that's going to be yeah. new. <laughs> that's a lot of money to spend on a backup camera. Yeah. 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 I totally get that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Interesting. <laughs> um, Paul, do you have any good story? That I'm sure, I'm sure in all of your time, oh um, you've probably got at least one doozy that you like to share at a party uh, of like, oh my goodness, when this happened. Uh, huh. do, do, you got any, do you got any good ones? I, I mean, I, I wish I was writing a book the whole time. You know, that <laughs> I, you know, I, I could probably have a, a whole a whole encyclopedia uh-huh. of, of stories. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Is there any anything in particular that you're you're interested in on the, oh, I, just, I don't know. I felt like you've probably got that email. That's like, OMG, oh, Paul, oh. OMG, Lensboro to go. Oh, I'm yeah. about to fly out to do this destination wedding. Everything was stolen. Uh, everything's oh. gone, whatever it may be. Oh, and if the plane I, got separated, I lost it. I broke it. I don't know. Will you help me? And, uh, I, I'm like, I'm at this point, I'm just riffing. Yeah. Uh, but something that sticks to your mind that you're like, wow, that was, that was pretty nuts. Uh, unfortunately, you know, stuff like that happens. I, I wouldn't say all the time with, but with some degree of regularity, you know, we'll, you know, we'll rent some gear to, you know, say a wedding shooter. And yeah, they'll, they'll call us up on Monday and say, I, I got bad news, but my whole, my whole backpack of gear, some of mine, some of your gear was, was stolen. I mean, that does happen, unfortunately, from time to time. Um, and I wish I could say that was like completely outlandish, but it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, you really do have to be careful these days about, and, you know, and I remember doing it as well as a wedding shooter, you know, you like you throw the, 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 your bag of gear down like behind the piano or something and, and hope no one really sees it over there. But, and, and I never had any bad experiences like that. And I'm sure most photographers have not, but occasionally it does happen. Um, we've had all sorts of uh, crazy things happen in this business. And, and thank God I didn't really know uh, uh, what was going to happen in the future. I don't think I ever would have gotten into this business had I known uh, what what was in store because uh, it, it does get kind of crazy. It's, it's really a very, very, you know, sending thousands and, you know, eventually millions of dollars worth of gear all around the country to people you don't know um, is a very risky business. And it's kind of crazy. And people thought I was crazy for doing it originally. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Can I ask you another question? I, I maybe even want to end on this. So it's very rare that I get the opportunity to talk with someone who's kind of like in the trenches in regards to um, uh, I guess have your finger on the pulse for what the industry needs where we're looking at maybe in the future, I feel like you've got to probably be constantly aware of where things are headed, um, you know, what's being rented out and just the, the changes that are occurring. You know, I imagine that if Lens Pro to Go existed um, and maybe you still do some of this when when film, it was all film and then you made this big transition to digital and, and seeing those trends and making those shifts. Can I ask a question about uh, what you suspect um, or where you see uh, the industry going, even in regards to, I mean, look, I, I'm looking down right now. I got this iPhone X right here. Yeah. And every time I go to leave the house or I go to leave the office, I've, I like debate. I'm like, do I take my Fuji or do I just bring my camera if we're going to go on a little vacation, if we're going on a trip? Right. And I feel like the majority of the time I'm grabbing this. But even now, as we're seeing like red, uh, 
look into um, releasing their new, uh, their red phone, right? Um, that's going to have like interchangeable lenses and sensors um, for a phone. Uh, where do you see, I mean, is that something that you'd ever see yourself running out like sensors or lenses for phones? You know, I, I suppose, you know, I, I am certainly no Oracle and there is no crystal ball on my desk. So I, I'm not perhaps the right person to ask that. I, I, I do know that I, I think the trend that we've seen over time is that I, you know, in the 11 years that we've been doing this, the quality of the content, uh, both on the photography and the video side of, of everything, of the content that's being created out there has absolutely gone way, way up versus 11 years ago. So the, the bar has been raised about what is expected from professional photographers and filmmakers. And, and therefore, uh, along with that, the gear that is required to produce that kind of quality work has also gone up. So, so even though there are, you know, really great pieces of technology that you can fit in your pocket, such as your phone, um, and, and they'll, you know, obviously they're only going to get better over time. You know, the, the things that are needed to produce really, really quality pieces of work are, is, is more than just, a sensor, even though the sensors are getting so much better because you need great lighting and you need great sound and, you you know, and even lenses, perhaps if they're going to get really small, you know, certainly they're not now because everyone sees, you know, what Canon and Nikon and, and certainly Sony as well, the lenses they produce are, you know, really great lenses, but they don't fit in your pocket. Um, so you still need a lot of great gear and the, the, the level, the game is still, you know, very high up in terms of what you have to produce in order to stand out from a crowd. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my take on it. You know, I, I know the technology is going to advance a lot, but the demand for really quality uh, storytelling, you know, both on photography and video is still, is still going to be there despite whatever technology advances we have. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I really do. Um, Paul, this has been super fun. I really appreciate you being here and just kind of riffing and, and, and chatting about um, the things that you guys got going on over there, uh, answering some of these like questions I've always wondered uh, wondered to myself. Paul, where can people find more about Lens Pro to go? What you guys are up to over there? If, they've, if they're looking now, they're reconsidering. Maybe I hold off on that 5D Mark IV. Maybe I just go ahead and I rent it for a little while, test it out. Where do people go to, to find out more about you guys? Yeah, well, you know, Obviously, we have our website, lensprotogo.com, and uh, as well as with our new uh, sister company uh, that many people, I'm sure, are familiar with, uh, lensrentals.com. And we have, I mean, between the two of us, we really have everything under the sun that you could possibly need uh, in terms of photography or filmmaking or anything else. Uh, and the other thing that's important to know is that we're staffed here entirely by professional photographers and filmmakers. So if you have questions, that's what we're here for. Call us up, pick our brains. Uh, we're here to help you and offer advice and build a relationship. So, you know, give us a ring. I love it. Awesome. Paul, thank you so much, man. Thanks a lot for having me, Ben. It's been a lot of fun. Cheers. 
Podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to this episode, especially if you're a photographer or videographer, like directly. I think this was a fun one to kind of, again, pull back the curtain a little bit and to see what it's like for Paul uh, to be a founder of Lens Pro to go to, to see what it's kind of like uh, running a, a business like that. It's it's really fascinating. You guys, uh, look, pl- please don't let this be uh, the last time that we interact. I'd love uh, for you to uh, hop over to YouTube again. Uh, check out uh, the content that's there. We're producing more multiple videos every single week. Uh, Leave a comment. Let me know that you came from the podcast and I'll make sure to get back to you. You guys, thank you so much for listening and we will see you. Well, look, we'll see you on YouTube. Let's just leave it at that. If not, the next episode of the SFP podcast.